understanding God's will and calling for our lives. Amen. Amen. You, you don't want to assume what God wants. You want to know what God wants. Amen. You don't want to just hear uh, that you are saved and, and you're just going to take that at his word. You just want to take that. But there has to be an understanding to fully appreciate what God has done and what God is doing. There has to be a cognitive, a real understanding of, 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 of the view that God has for us. And a lot of times we uh, misconstrue our worth because we don't understand the view uh, of God uh, uh, from heaven as he sees us and how he appreciates us. Even though he's a big God, he can do what he wants to do, when he wants to do it, how he wants to do it. But the Bible says, what is man that thou art mindful of him? Amen. So that means that why are we so important to God? That he would do such a great thing that he did on that Friday, amen? That he would allow his son to be given as a ransom, amen? You know, most of the time we watch these shows, and I don't know about you, I watch a lot of police and FBI and, and, and mystery shows. And, and when they kidnap somebody, when they take someone, and they, they, they leave a note. They say, you ain't getting them back until you pay. You got to give something, you know, so that, that, that lets us know what is my value to the one who wants me back, amen? We know the enemy is trying to get something out of capturing us. Come on, somebody. The enemy is just not trying to capture you for nothing. His job is to capture us and to, uh, to hold us captive so we can miss out on the ultimate purpose for our lives. Anytime you're held captive, you're actually bound from. You're, you're kept from. You cannot pursue or continue what God has called you to do. Amen. So that's why it's important for someone else who's bigger than you or who is a, more able than you to, a, uh, to pay for you or to redeem you. Amen. Because we understand that when you are redeemed, you are worth the purpose. Amen. Give God some praise real quick. Come on, real quick. Hallelujah. So a lot of times, so you guys were doing some singing today, amen. Y'all was worshiping today, and, and the song was, I love you, Jesus. Amen. I love you more than anything. Come on, somebody. That love has to come from a gut check. Uh, from a uh, from an appreciation that like, everybody don't understand, amen. Everybody's not going to understand your praise. Can I say this one more time? People who do not understand why you praise Him the way you do. You know, I, I feel a shout coming, so I'm trying to be careful. People don't realize the goodness of Jesus because they are not paying attention of what he is, the value in their lives. They're just living day by day by happenstance, not realizing what Jesus or what it cost Jesus for them to have the life they have. Amen. The Bible says that God reigns on the just as well as the unjust, meaning there may be some bad people living better than you. And you're in church every week, you're serving God, you're tithing, but God has a way that he's big enough to let a hater live better. Amen? Oh, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. So it, reigning on both sides does not mean you don't have favor. Amen? Amen? It's just that God has given them a chance as well. Hallelujah? So we, that's why we got to be careful when we pray against people we don't like. Amen? Oh, come on now. Just because you're mad at folk don't mean God is. That's, that's why I'm glad he's God. Because I had a whole bunch of folk mad at me. 
but I'm glad that I, uh, can't nobody do me like Jesus. Give God some praise for that. Amen. So in our lesson, in our theme for the year, in our theme for the year, it's called the power of us. Everybody say that, the power of us. I want us to remember that because that may be on a shirt somewhere. That may, because to let people know uh, what we are standing with. We are, we're going to always be uh, one ministry, one mind. That's our overall, that's what we are. But our theme, our focus, everybody say focus. We got to, even in your life right now, even on your jobs, even in school, whatever association you're in, on the side, on whatever you do, y'all always have an agenda every year. You always have a focus. You always have a, a new plan. So it is in the ministry, in churches. We have a focus for this year, the power of us. I mean, y'all remember back in the day when they all things new, amen, amen. So we, we, we ran that for a while, amen. We put that on the walls, amen. But, 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 but God is showing us this year, the power of us, the effectiveness of, of us, amen? Not the power of you, the power of us, meaning together we can do some strong things, amen? And that theme is derived from the scripture found in Ephesians 3 and 20. I'm just taking a quick review because I want us to make sure we have that. I'm going somewhere else uh, today, but I always want us to remember the theme for this year. Ephesians 3 and 20 says this, Now unto him that is able... And I know we, we heard this all the time, but this, get, get this point here. To do exceeding, there's no comma there. To do exceeding abundantly above. Th th those are three words with no comma. All that we ask or think, but here's the, here's the point. According to the power that worketh in what? In us, in you, amen? So, so, so I want us to realize that Paul is trying to remind this church at Ephesus. So again, we are in Ephesus uh, for today. We're in the first chapter. So I'm still in that same book. I didn't want to jump around until, until maybe another month or so. We're still in Ephesus. Uh, we're still in Ephesus. Ephesians. Eph I, say, I keep saying Ephesus. I mean Ephesians. I'm sorry. <laughs> the book of Ephesians, which is one of the prison of epistles. Prison epistles meaning uh, where Paul wrote from the jail. Amen. Amen. So he wrote from the jail. So I want us to uh, remember where this book was written from so you can grasp the seriousness of what Paul is trying to do while he's locked behind bars. Uh, I want you to understand that you have value where people love you just the same way as God loves you. Amen. Amen. Uh, there is an unconditional love that God has that he has put on certain people. And most of those people are leaders, people who have compassion, people who has been martyred, who, those who died uh, uh, for their faith. Amen. People who have been martyred, who have died for a belief, they have a passion, not just a compassion. They have a passion. What do you mean? Just like Christ died on the cross, he had a passion. Amen. Amen. That means he was so serious about you. It, it, it was so agonizing. He had to decide what he was going to do. But he had to realize his mission was to complete it because for God so loved the world. Sometimes you got to remind yourself what your passion is. When the devil trying to get you to compromise, your, amen, trying to get you to change your mind, trying to get you, well, you don't really have to do that. You got to stop right there and say, wait a minute, I know what God told me. I, now, I, I know the devil is lying to me right 
right now. Just like he lied in the garden, amen. You got to be careful. You know what God has called you to do. You know what God is calling you to do. So be careful when you start feeling a, 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 a spirit. If I say spirit. A spirit of compromising. He knows that, uh, have you ever been told to do something and you kind of feel, well, I can do this today or I can miss today or I can go there today or I can not do it today. Be careful with that. Amen. When you, especially when you know better. Because God can be uh, ready uh, uh, to give you what you've been waiting for, what you've been praying for, and you suddenly, all of a sudden, want to do something different on that day. That's a signal to tell yourself, uh-uh, wait a minute, let me wait before I make this decision. Because you may be on a blessing uh, plateau from a five-year prayer. God may be getting ready to give you what you've been fasting for, and all of a sudden, I ain't going to go today. Oh, the devil is alive. And sometimes that's when you need to press your way when you're feeling to do something another way. Amen? Amen. So I want you to take these scriptures very serious because preaching is one thing, but y'all already know what kind of preacher I'm, I'm both. When I get excited, I, I do the other stuff. But teaching is my first love because I, uh, I, I like to have an understanding why I shout. Uh, come on somebody I, I can get a good shout on it amen but nothing like getting us more knowledge because that means my shouting can increase my, uh, my appreciation of, of God can increase all the more when I have a better understanding how much he loves me come on somebody when you find out how much folk love you your love intensifies that love reciprocates, amen. Oh, come on. You'll get it. You'll start jumping on your knees out of nowhere. You'll, you'll pull over and get some. See how I'm getting right now? Because when I think of the goodness of the Lord, amen, and all that He has done for me, amen, my praise will erupt, amen. You can't control my praise, amen. Amen, amen. Okay. So, so in this text, first chapter, Ephesians 11, verse starts. We're going to start with 11 through 13, and it says this. Also, we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to his purpose, who works all things after the counsel of his will, to the end that we who were the first to hope in Christ would be to the praise of of his glory. I'm going to explain that. I know y'all heard that before. But here's the text, 13th verse. In him, you also, after listening to the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, having also believed, you were sealed in him with the Holy Ghost of promise. Here you go. Who is given. As a pledge, come on somebody, of our inheritance. If I say inheritance. With the view to the redemption of God's own possession. To the praise of his glory. Amen. Our text is coming from 13. In him you also. I'm going to stop right there. In him you also. That's our text today. In him you also. You may be seated. In him, you also. I, I want you to grab yourself right now and just grab yourself right there. Because of him, I can. 
Because, because of what Jesus did, I have been included. Amen. Have you ever, ever been invited on a vacation or to a resort and they say it's, a, it's an all what? Inclusive uh, vacation or whatever? Means that because it's been what? Paid for. Come on, somebody. Y'all, y'all got to come with me. I ain't going to preach long, but if you just, I'm going to teach as best I can. But if my teachers start changing to something else when I get excited, because it's been paid for in what? At, see, I'm talking about in advance, because someone or you have paid weeks or maybe sometimes months in advance, you have, have the benefit that when you show up, you don't have to do what no more. You see, I'm talking about, you don't, because it's already done. Because that you have the mind to appreciate some in advance, you were willing to pay for it. Amen. And see, you might not get the all-inclusiveness yet, but when you get there, you don't have to worry about digging in your pocket and carrying your purses and, oh, come on, carrying vouchers and tickets because your name has been what? Written. Not, yeah, you're going to preach with me today. Amen. It's because it's been what? paid for what you are participating in right now amen the blessing see y'all understand the breath you're breathing right now it's been what paid for amen look 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 the activities of your limbs that you're feeling right now it's been what the food that's on your table this morning last night it's been what Come on, somebody. So the appreciation comes when you can enjoy all these wonderful, all-inclusive benefits because what? It's been paid for. Come oh, Lord. I'm supposed to be teaching, but I'm sorry. It's just something about when something's been paid for that gives me the joy that surpasses all understanding. So, so this is the text. This is the text. I'm going to give you the background. Paul is writing. Picture this. Picture this. Close your eyes real quick. Paul, a prisoner of the Lord Jesus Christ. He has now been locked up, not because he was caught stealing, not because he was embezzling, not because he was holding or doing a crime, because he was preaching the gospel. The one thing that he was used to do to other people has now turned the tables on him because he used to be a captor of the church. He has now become the church he was holding captive. And now he's locked up in jail. But he's locked up in jail no longer thinking about himself. This is when you know you're free uh, uh, in your mind. That no matter what situation you're in, amen, you're free, amen. But because it doesn't matter what you're going through. It's just the fact that your faith has done something to, to your spirit that has freed you not only physically, but it freed you mentally. You could be in the hospital, you, you could be homeless, you could be broke, you could, you could lose everything. But it's something about giving your life to Jesus. It still gives you the power to walk in freedom. Amen? So, 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 so Paul is writing this letter being, come on, y'all act like y'all know what I'm talking about. Because why I say this, it's hard to be positive when you're going through a negative situation. Oh, come on. It's hard to be encouraging to someone who has it better than you, who, who, who's not going through what you're going through. Amen. Paul writes in the second verse, he says, grace to you and peace from God, our father and Lord Jesus Christ. He's trying to show you now who's responsible for his, for your goodness, for the things that you are experiencing today. It's because of who God's grace 
who worked it through his son, Jesus Christ. So when you're singing those songs, I love you, Jesus, God is trying to let you know it was a team effort. It was my decision, but it was Jesus' work. Oh, come on. Hey, come on. You know what I'm saying? This is why the power of us, we can come together and do great things. Amen. You might not do what I do, but you do what you do. It'll still be us. And, and it'll be a team effort, amen. I can't get in your lane. I can't make the coffee, put down the chairs, put up the pulpit, and put up the water, and do the ushers, and do that. I can't do all that. I got to let somebody else do that so we can be a team. So even God, as powerful as he is, he's giving credit where credit is due. For first says, just as he chose us in him, in him before the foundation of the world, that we uh, would be holy and blameless before him in love. Here we go, fifth verse. He predestined us, look at this, to adoption. Uh, 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 I want you to know uh, that God saw you before you knew you. Uh, before the foundations of the world, before the worlds were framed, God had a plan. Everybody say, God had a plan. Before the devil showed up in your life to throw you off course, God had a plan. Before you lost everything and regained it back working, God already had a plan for you to get it back. Amen. You got to understand that when the devil showed up in the third verse, third chapter of Genesis, God had a plan. We cannot surprise God to forfeit our blessings. <laughs> now, the devil loves to accuse us and make us talk about us. You know, we always like to talk about each other. Amen. It's, it's, it's called the accusing of the brethren. I mean, the, the church is not on one accord because they're talking about each other. That's the devil. To, to, to make you feel uh, the lack of self-worth or appreciation for not only yourself, but for each other. But God is trying to let you know that I love you before the foundations of the world. Before you messed up, I died for you. I had a plan to die for you. Before you was trying to go through all that going, before the molestation, before the, uh, the stealing, before the police record, before the crime, before the loss, before the death of your parents, before the suicide thoughts, it, it, I know I ain't the only one. Before all this stuff that you, that you, that you overcame, God said, I knew it was going to happen. I just want you to believe that and understand that because that all goes in your appreciation box. So have you ever uh, go back down memory lane sometime you go look through your albums? <laughs> see, 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 in order for you to appreciate how far you come, you go look at some old photos. Ooh, child. You, you remember this? Girl, what, what we doing there? Girl, let me tell you something. Ooh, I wish I could wear that again. Ooh, I wish we could... You know what I'm saying? Girl, I wish I could. Girl, good, good. Is that Ray Ray? Girl, look at him now. You sure? Where you at now? You know what I'm just saying? You know, then you start seeing folk who, who's not here no more. Then that, that's another memory. Now appreciation started kicking in after the laughter. Then tears start rolling down your eyes. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Now you're starting to appreciate that it wasn't that you were so good that God, with his unmerited favor, already had a plan for your life. That's why we should always have that appreciation that I love you, Jesus, more than anything because if it had not been for the Lord who is and who was on your side, check this out, back then, see, see, uh-uh, y'all ain't getting it, you ain't getting it, you wouldn't save your whole life. 
See, 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 God was on your side, Sister Gert, back then. When you was in the bottoms, going to the hole in the wall, when you was going to a uh, 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 cliff club, I'm just saying, I'm just, I, you know, I'm just, I don't know where you used to go, I'm just naming stuff. But when you were just driving out of your mind, didn't know who was around the corner, when you ran that light, and you didn't know who just came right before you or after you, you looked at your rearview mirror and said, oh, Lord, did you pass by the police? He, he stopped the next guy? Yeah. Oh, see, I start shouting right now. I shout right now. But back, but back then, I was like, oh, thank you. Thank you. I ain't said thank you. I said, thank you. But it was God in my ignorance before I could say thank you, Jesus. So now when I look back over my ignorance, I praise him even more. Because it's some folk right now in their ignorance. That's why we got to keep praising God for them so they can make it to the point because it's some folk who died in their ignorance. Am I talking? This is real strong stuff. So Paul is writing a letter trying to show the church God been watching you for a long time. And, and, and I'm so proud of y'all because y'all, as a young church, y'all doing a great job. The love you show for one another and the, and the benevolence you're showing to the community, I really appreciate you. So let me explain to you how I want you to act. So I'm going to give you some information. See, see, uh, a great attitude comes from a good aptitude. Uh, your, your attitude does not change if the aptitude of it don't. Meaning that if you don't learn more, you can't understand more. So what Paul does in these writings, in these epistles, he gives the church information and he gives them orders on how to carry things out. But he also reminds them of the effort that God and Jesus put forth in their lives. Amen? So that's what I want to do today. I said all the other stuff to let us know we always got to understand what God did for us. So if you want to witness to somebody, you got to know what to witness from. Amen? Okay, here we go. So now, I'm starting the seventh, seventh verse. Very, I'm going, this is expository teaching. I'm not, I don't have any notes. I'm just talking to you today. Very important. In him, we have redemption through his blood. Here we go. The forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace. Listen, see, uh, Maybe I'm just too uh, charismatic. I shout over anything when it comes to God. I, I see a key word, I can run up out of this church. And some people are too intelligent and, and, and too, uh, 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 you know, whatever it is that, that keeps their composure. But when I read stuff like this, it says, uh, if I say in him, you have redemption. Meaning if it was up to somebody else, you'd be paying for them things you did a long time ago. Oh, you know what I'm saying? It's in him that you're not paying for what you're going through. It's, it's through his blood. That means that he actually had to take your whippings and your lashings and your nails and your cross and your thorns and the piercing in the side and the burying in the tomb. He had to take all your situations in order for you to have what? Forgiveness. I can't stand folk to bring up somebody else's mess. As if they ain't ever done nothing. Wait, wait, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. It's easy to talk about somebody's stuff we ain't here. But, but I dare you to take, step back from the mic for a minute and, and take off your little makeup and go get your album from 1954. 
52, 53. Look, look at when you didn't have shoes and look at when you didn't have hot water. Look at what, what your mom and daddy had to go through for you, for you to get here. You're one blessing from homelessness. See, we got to be careful when God has blessed us and now we feel like we have arrived to the point to question someone else's ah, legacy. Oh, be careful now. I ain't getting it. I'm just saying, be careful when you start talking about stuff that you don't have no business touching. Because if it had not been, uh, I'm just kidding. So, so he says, it was through the redemption of Jesus, his blood, that we are saved, that we have forgiveness uh, of what? Here we go. Of what? Our trespasses. Uh, according to the riches, according to the riches, according to the riches. Remember that all-inclusive thing I was telling y'all about? According to the riches of his grace. It was all, uh, because, y'all know I ain't going to finish, right? It's because of what Jesus did that Friday. Listen to me. All this stuff you did your whole life, he fixed it in one day. Come on, somebody. He just sealed it on the Sunday. But he fixed it in that one day. We, all our Fridays concluded in his one. He took it to the cross and left it there. But he couldn't just take it to the cross, take it to the Golgotha or to the skull. He had to go through the very thing that we were sentenced for. He had to go through what, what, would, what, would, what, what would sentencing look like on us. How would you look in, uh, in jail doing life? Or, uh, uh, what do you call that? Uh, death row. God gave it all to Jesus. And I can tell it was hard because uh, on the night before, Jesus had to talk to God about that thing. Have you ever talked to God about some, about some stuff you were going through? And you just realized you didn't have no answers? And you just, after you prayed, you just went on, tried to, we just went to sleep. Ain't nothing else you can do. You, you, when you pray, you say, you know what? You know, if it don't happen, it ain't going to happen. I can't do nothing about it. Amen. So imagine Jesus having that same discussion to the point him knowing the agony. Knowing how serious. Uh, 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 I, I think the agony meaning that Jesus was not just going to take uh, the pain for himself. His pain was going to be compounded because he was going to be treated the way we should have been treated. See, it's hard to take somebody's punishment when you really know you ain't done nothing. Oh, come on. You know, and I'm taking some, taking some blame for some stuff, but I wasn't going to go through that. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, I did. Okay, hey, man, don't worry about it. I got you. But that was just five out of six dollars or some. I'm talking about nails in the hand. And before you even get to all that, you have 39 stripes uh, with, with, with a cat on nine tail, with a whip, a leather whip with bones in it. And metal fragments hitting on flesh. On a whipping post. Locked down with your back turned you can't move. Being whipped. And every time you got hit, flesh came off. And then after they whipped it, they slapped him and spit in his face. And it was hitting him. And it made him carry a cross. This is just a, 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 an image of what he had to carry. It's nowhere close to the weight. Oh, you hear what I'm saying? So, so, so they, they took the Romans were, were the New Testament version of Babylon. Oh, you hear what I'm saying? Uh, uh, of the people that Jonah didn't want to save, the Assyrians. 
Them folk was mean. They, that's why Jonah was so mad. I know God is so good, he gonna save them if I preach to them. That's why some preachers don't like to preach. They want to judge folk all the time. But no, you're going to just preach both sides of the judgment. Because on one side, it's, 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 it's justification, but on the other side, it's grace. God preaches the, whole, the entire gospel. Love, peace, grace, forgiveness, you know, all that. So, so God's gospel is better than sometimes we preach how we feel. Not, not according to what the God is saying. Amen? So that's the exciting point I want us to understand. It was because of his blood that we received forgiveness for our trespasses according to the riches of his grace. That means trespasses, that means that we stepped on some ground that we shouldn't have stepped on. We went to some places we shouldn't have went to. We acted in some ways we shouldn't have acted. We said some things we shouldn't have said. Those are trespasses. Unfor- uh, what means forbidden ground. Uh, unmarked territory. Amen. You got to be careful when you start crossing territories where it, where it can take you out. But since God has been watching you your life, he has been finding ways that either when you leave, punishment shows up. Or you know what I'm saying? Or he'll just wait and, and, and show you how it could have happened. Give God some praise real quick. So that first word is redemption to me, that he brought us out, amen, we, the blood that came from him, forgiveness, trespasses, according to his grace. We know grace is unmerited favor, mean unearned goodness. I mean, we, we, we were never good enough to earn God's goodness for our lives, amen. Eight verse, which he lavished on us in all wisdom and insight. He made known to us the mystery of his will according to his kind intention which he which he purposed in him understand this when god saved you uh, he also gave us intelligence amen. amen this is also where the shouting and the appreciation come that he lavished on us uh, uh, all wisdom I mean, okay what is lavish that means that uh, i'm not only blessing you i'm giving you two or three coats i'm giving you four or five pair of shoes i'm giving you a couple of cars Oh, come on, somebody. I, I'm going to give you a house and a couple of rent houses. It's up to you, whichever one you want to live in. That's lavish. Uh, Sometimes, you know how you uh, uh, make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? And you put too much peanut butter on it, and it breaks the bread, it turns up the bread. The bread can't handle the weight. You didn't hear what I'm saying? The peanut butter is the blessing. But the bread is so weak and fragile, it can't take the blessing. But that's being lavished with God's goodness. You can't take what God has given you. Oh, come on, come on. That's why you don't praise him the way you should. Because you don't understand the level of the blessing. If you really understand, no, oh, Lord. If you really understood the blessing, if the world, if the city, if this country really understood the level of blessing they have, that God has on their life, we would have no time to talk about each other. We have no time to build bombs and shoot them at each other. If you really appreciated the lavishness and the weight of the blessing that's on your life, you're walking around with a million dollars in your bank account and you still hating on somebody? Well, there are homeless people in America don't have a dollar? Come on. The weight of God's blessing on our lives should not give us time to hate on each other. That, that should give us more time to worship. That should give us more time to be a blessing. That should give us more time to feed other people. Will you really know, if I say no, 
This is why I said I want to give us the cognitive understanding of the power of what God really did. I want to be honest with you. None of us are supposed to be here today. I don't care how good you think you are. I don't care what you say you did do, didn't do, or you ain't like nobody else. If it had not been for God allowing his son Jesus, which is him, to take our place on that cross, there will be no grace. It will be one book called Old Testament. Oh, it makes sense. Yep. So, so we, we got to be careful when we when we don't understand uh, the magnitude of what Jesus did. So Paul again is 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 uh, when I look at little mama over there running through, uh, I have the patience now that I didn't have that I didn't have, used to have, but I can watch the joy in her of life. I think we should have, you know, no guilt, no anger, no frustration. Because I don't care what you've been through, you're here. You survived it. I don't care how many degrees you got. God, it's a whole bunch of smart dead folk. It's a whole bunch of uh, things that shouldn't have happened. We thought, I look at my parents, I was riding today, not that today, but this week, thinking about my parents. For some reason, just thinking about, I was like, Lord, they were just so faithful. They were just so, and they died young. See, back then, I was angry. You didn't know me then. I was, I was jacked up in the head and spirit. And it took a toll on me because my thinking was jacked up. But then when I start thinking about, but then God started showing me his goodness on my life. Amen. See, you know what I'm saying? When you jacked up in the head, you make a bunch of mistakes. And then you start realizing, man, yeah. the, the, the compounded interest of grace. <laughs> oh, come on. Not just grace, the peanut butter grace. Oh, come on. You know what I'm saying? It, it just, every time he spread on me, I just turn up. Every time. It's like, oh, okay, here we go again. God, just keep giving it to me. So that means when I realize it must be. So, so here we go. Here we go. When I realized the magnitude of his grace, my aptitude went up. What's the aptitude? He must got something in store for my life. Then I start lining up according to the grace. I, uh, I said lining up. I couldn't live up. I couldn't live up to his goodness, but I can line up to keep getting it. Oh, Jesus. You, you can't ever be good enough to keep getting God's grace. But you can put, put, put yourself in the position. So if it be his will, just enjoy it while you can. Give God some praise. So, 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 so God, uh, uh, he gave us mystery. He gave us the understanding of his mystery. Meaning that God gave us understanding uh, of what he did. Because back in the Old Testament, it was just all about one people. Who was those people? The, 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 the Israelites. It was just all about them. The Jews. It was just all about them. It was just all about them. When he came unto his own, in John, in first chapter of John, his own, the Israelites didn't receive him. When he came to save him, they were so jacked up, misunderstood. They didn't realize he was coming for them. They were looking for something else. They didn't realize it was him. That's why you got to be careful when you start j- j- judging folk. Because you don't know which way your blessing is going to come. And sometimes God will show you who you're messing with when you judge. When you start getting scared because you did something. Hey, man, God said, you better leave that alone. You don't understand what you're doing. I'm talking, I'm talking, because I'm telling you, because we always judge people who used to be. And we all was. Amen. We always think 
can't, we can judge people who used to be or who did, and we all was. But the Bible says we all have and fallen, fallen, boy, I'm going to give you five in a minute, and fallen short. Even Paul says, I press toward, I press, I mess up sometimes, but I press toward. I fall short sometimes, but I press toward. I'm a lie sometimes, but I press toward. I'm a fight sometimes, but I'm toward, I press toward the mark. Look, 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 look. I, I fall short. Why? Because it's high. Isn't it wonderful that God don't lower his calling? He don't lower the mark. He just puts more fight in you. He pushes you to live long enough to experience why he got you living. He, he gives you the fortitude and the aptitude and the magnitude. Come on, somebody, to hang in there long enough not to give up because you're going through. You got to fight your way to your blessing. You got to fight your way to your destiny. And when you, what gives you your fight? When I realized the fight he did for me. Man, you, we could have took, we would have died at the sight of them nails. We would have died at the sight of a, a tail or a, a bones hitting me in the back. I would have, oh Lord. One hit, I'm gone, he gone, we gone, gone, throw him in the tomb. I could have saved them uh, uh, 38 more stripes. Hit me one time. It's over. This buried me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But Jesus, listen, listen, listen. Not only did he, uh, not only did he do all that, but when they hung him, he was naked. They say his visage was unrecognizable. Meaning that when people walked by him, they knew it was him because they knew it was this day. They could tell it was him, but they knew, oh, that's Jesus. Because they knew the news was out that he was being crucified. And he was laying there in between two thieves looking worse than them. When they were just hung, when he was mistreated before they hung him. And it was all for us. <laughs> It was already paid. Somebody tell your name, it was already paid. This is why you have life all inclusive. It was already paid. Now you can go to school, you can get a job, you can get promotion. Amen. Let me move forward. I think y'all got to go. Amen. So, so, so at night verse, I got to get somewhere real quick. I'm going to skip some stuff real quick. Amen. 1220? 1212. 12. Okay, give me eight minutes. <laughs> Don't look at her. She. <laughs> I know, I wasn't gonna finish. See, y'all be having too much church before I get up here. That's alright though. I'm gonna get y'all one Sunday. One Sunday we come up here, I'm just gonna preach. We're gonna start church, me preaching. We do a devotional song. Alright, uh, uh, turn to. Okay, here we go. I wanna get to my text. This is my 13th verse. Because I, I really want to say something. In the 11th verse, real quick, he says, also, we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined or according to his purpose, who, uh, who works all things after the counsel of his will uh, to the end. Here we go. To the end that we who were first to hope in Christ would be uh, to the praise of his glory. Yeah, okay, I'm going to stop right there. The, uh, uh, the, to the end that we who were first. Who, uh, who, who would I say Jesus came for first? The Jews, the Israelites. So Paul which is uh, the Jewish of Jews. It means that he come from the, the tribe of Benjamin. It means that he, he come from good stock of Jewish people. So, so he's letting the Gentiles know, which is at Ephesus, that God came for us first to the hope of the praise of his glory. God came to the Jews first for the hope. If I say hope. 
hoping we will praise him first. Uh, God came to Israel first, hoping we would give him praise for his glory. But since they didn't understand who he was, God said, since you don't want me, I go down to Greece. I go down to the Gentiles. I go down to the folk you talking about. I go down to the people you judging. To the people who are not like you. Since you don't want me, I'm going to find somebody. See, you, that's why you, gotta, you, you can't let folk uh, uh, discredit you because they don't want you. Because I want to tell you, somebody do. See, you don't ever want to be with somebody who don't want you, who ain't treating you right. Because God always got somebody for somebody. Oh, you hear? So 13 verses says this, in him you also. I'm preaching now. This is that's my text right there. So, so therefore, I'm going to add the therefore. So since all that happened, since Jesus did all that, and since you acted that way, you know what I'm saying, since he hoped you would do it, but since you didn't do it, in him you also. So Paul is writing, so therefore in him, you also get the same benefit that we should have took advantage of. That inheritance, that predestination, that grace, that hope, that favor that God had reserved for a nation, he giving it to the world. Oh, Lord have mercy. He shared it. Listen to me, I can't stand food to be unwasted, I mean to be wasted. Oh, you're going to eat in my house. You ought to see Jax. Oh, you don't want to eat seconds? Oh, you don't like leftovers? You don't want to eat that no more? Okay. I'm going to nibble off of it, but I got a partner in crime that ain't picky. That appreciate all the grace that he can take. He's like that thick bread. And like we just keep spreading him with more and more peanut butter. As a matter of fact, he gets to the point where he knows you're going to waste it. He's sitting back waiting on you to drop something. He's sitting back looking, oh, come on, somebody. He's waiting to praise God. He's waiting to give God some love. He's waiting because he knows you don't appreciate it like I do. He, He said, drop it if you want to. Ain't nothing going wasted when you have somebody who wants it more than you. So in him, you also. How did I get it? The Bible says, it says in Romans 10 and 17, it says, now therefore faith coming by hearing. Hearing that of the word of God. And so now Paul backs it up in the 13th verse, and I'm closing. He said, in him, you also, after listening to the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, Having also believed, you were sealed in him with the Holy Spirit of promise. Because you believe the uh, the gospel of faith, amen, and because you listened, amen, faith changed your life. No, you didn't deserve favor, but belief changed your life, not your works. He says, because you listened and through your listening, you believed. Amen. And through those two instruments of uh, 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 the gospel of truth, your salvation, having believed, you were sealed. I'm closing right there. Because you listened. Listen to me, y'all. This is what we got to 
change our focus, we got to start listening. Because God is speaking in situations. Can I tell you something? God is speaking in tragedies. God is not calling us to understand them all the time or to define them. Listen to me. And be careful when you try to interpret them. Listen. And when you listen to everything and begin to believe, God is looking at your faith not in, not in your understanding of everything, but because you listen and you believe, he know the understanding comes later. But in the meantime, we're closing, I promise. He seals you. Because in the meantime, stuff happens. All right? That's why you can go somewhere and the Holy Ghost will hit you. That's your sealing. Not S-E-L-L. That's, that's, your, that's your seal. Not not C I not C E I L, but C S E A L. God has sealed. Because you listened and because you believe, you're mine. Keep going.